Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Everybody. Welcome back to The Gimme. I'm your host and resident horse girl, Kathleen DeMarl. Uh, I'm very excited for this week's guest. He's a very funny comedian. He was the winner of the Boston Comedy Festival. He has an album out called Having a Nice Time, which you can find, uh, it sounds like anywhere that you can find, you know, comedy albums. Uh, we have on Andrew Mayer. Hi, Andrew. Hi, thanks for having me. This is very exciting to talk to another person. Yeah, how's your quarantine going? It's not bad. Um, I my day job has been fine. Where we went very quickly. I work for a remote software company, so like we very quickly just were like, eh, everyone stay home, and uh, that is now effective through the end of the year. So it's it's been a while just in my house. So does that mean that you're doing a lot of like? virtual meetings and stuff like that or yeah yeah I mean that's been the vibe of the last I mean we kind of already did that because like some of my team is in Utah and some of it is in Guatemala so like yeah it's a global company so it's just like we we had to use the software already but not having an office to go to for my own uh I think productivity and also just getting me out of the house having an office has been a good thing for me over the years I've heard a lot of people saying that recently. They've been saying like, I just want to go back to, to like going in somewhere and separating my home and my place of work. Yeah, the one, um, the one winter that I worked from home full time for my old job, it was like, and I still had comedy at the time where like I could go outside for comedy, but that is all I went outside for. And it just got real sad. Oh no. It was also the winter that we got like 30 inches of snow in one storm. So like everything got canceled and there was no way to drive anywhere. There was not even a point in trying because your car was buried in three feet of snow. That must have been like circa 2015. I think I avoided that, that one winter. Uh, So when I originally messaged you and asked kind of like what your childhood obsessions were, it sounds like you just had an obsessive personality in general yeah. about things. Yeah, I um, ten, I think I'm just kind of all in on everything that I want to do. I, In my heart, I want to be the best at everything. And so, like, when I find something new that's fun, I just want to uh, dive into it all the way. And I think there have been a lot of dives over the years, really. These, I've moved on from certain things as I grew up, but like everything was like, okay, I am completely into this thing for a while, and then I moved on to something else. And like, were the move-ons just all of a sudden, or? I don't think so. And some of them are honestly still around. Like in high school, one of the things was that I got super into com- into stand-up comedy. Like, Well, and you still do stand-up comedy. Exactly. So that makes yeah. sense. Uh, so you originally mentioned dinosaurs and transformers. Were those yeah. like your earliest kind of obsessions, do you think? For sure. When I was like very, very young, I had, I, I like 
really liked dinosaurs and knew about all the dinosaurs and um, had a lot of dinosaurs in my house. Uh, really into them. My, my nephew right now is like similarly into dinosaurs and it's been kind of fun to just like. Do you still have that dinosaur knowledge? Like, are you communicating this to your nephew? Um, I know I, I, I've lost a lot of my, that knowledge. I know like the basics plus I can probably give you like the like deeper cut dinosaurs I'm still okay with, but like, I, I, I don't know as much as I used to about it probably, even though I was like six when I was super into dinosaurs. <laughs> six That's... year old me probably knew more about it than 35 year old me, which That's is fine. bad in a way. Do you, did you have a favorite dinosaur growing up that you remember? Um, I think it's always been uh, Ankylosaurus or Ankylosaurus. What is uh, it's that? It's the one that's like, it's like, um, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how big they were, but they're like low to the ground and like had like a hard shell with spikes shooting out the sides of it. And then they had a big club tail also with spikes on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was into that one. And did you just get into that, be, uh, get into dinosaurs because you like saw a TV show as a kid or like other people were into it or? I honestly don't even know. I was maybe that young that I just was like super into them. Same with Transformers really. Cause like I never watched the show. I just only liked the toys. The toys. And so like I had all these robots in disguise as different stuff and I would just create my own stories for all of them and then like the movies came out when I was an adult and I was like who are any of these characters <laughs> like like this is not how I remember Transformers yeah were there other kids at your school so were would you say Transformers and dinosaurs overlapped or I mean Transformers is probably like those were both those were both like there's probably some overlap there but they're both super uh early I actually know a couple people with Transformers tattoos <laughs> Interesting. Are they uh, are they Autobots or are they Decepticons? Uh, I think one of them is an Autobot. The guy that has it is a super far right Republican in West Virginia. It's just like a half sleeve sure. of um, Pro Optimus Prime. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I figured that they would just have like the logo of the of one of the tribes uh, as their no nope. as their full color Optimus Prime. <laughs> Uh, with a with a flag, with an American flag, Great. obviously, obviously. <laughs> so were there were there other kids that were into the same like Transformers and stuff like that too, or not really? Not really. This is also maybe part of what drove this is that I didn't really, um, especially when I was like really young, I didn't have any friends that I could like hang out with. I went to school twenty to thirty minutes away from my house. Okay. Uh, driving and so like I just never really tried my parents probably would have driven me if I wanted to but I never really made an effort to go like hang out with other friends that far away I just kind of felt bad about it I think even then but um so I would just like stay at home and like and, yeah play stuff on my own yeah use my own imagination sure um and then after the Transformers stuff did you it sounds like you may have gotten into Pokemon. Yep, Pokemon was in there as well. That one, I had a couple of friends at school that I would at least be able to talk about it with, if not necessarily play, because we were at school. But. And did you, because there was a TV show and like the cards, right? So were you yes. participating in both of those? I liked 
the TV show. I liked the video game. Yeah. Um, I liked the cards, though I never really was able to play with anyone because no one, I, I like would, I tried to build my own deck, but uh, there was never anyone that I knew that also had one to play against. It's hard. It's hard because I don't know if it's true with Pokemon, but there are certain card games, and I'm about to show my true colors here, like Yu-Gi-Oh, where they keep making better cards. So you'll like sure. make a good deck and then new cards will come out and then somebody else will buy them. Yeah, that's always been, I, I mean, it's my main, uh, Magic the Gathering is like that as well. Yeah. It's my main uh quibble with magic is that it, you get much better at it by spending more money on it which is not the way that i want to play a game yeah well do you play magic the gathering too i don't okay i was gonna say because there's a whole my brother told me there's like all this drama with magic the gathering and i was like i don't want to talk about that <laughs> it's like that's how it is with a lot of those games i think so did you ever bring your cards to school or anything like that yeah, I definitely, I definitely specifically remember playing, like, hooking up Game Boys with okay. a little cord and playing, uh, ha having battles against friends at school. Yes. I don't think that happened too many times, but. That must have been Circa Game Boy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was also the only uh, video game system I was allowed because I would play. Yes. Yes, we were only allowed to have Game Boys too. I don't know why that is a thing because like all it meant was that I was just on a Game Boy a lot instead of like on a different system. Yeah, like you're now just like on like a handheld device instead of like at a TV playing. Right, I don't but know. there's no difference in terms of like your attention span or whatever. Yeah, and the types of games you would play on either device are very similar. I mean, I guess circa, I don't know, some of those games on like ps4 whatever started getting aggressive but sure. i feel like yeah, that was like eighth grade for me that was like game boy color days oh yeah um so with the pokemon stuff did you i always i don't know when i was into pokemon as a kid i got made fun of for it did you get made fun of for like any of your interests like that um I got, I think I got made fun of a lot just for being weird in general. Um, there also weren't that many, especially, especially in eighth grade. I, I think that, so I, I went to a very tiny, tiny elementary slash middle school that like my eighth grade class was 11 kids. And so like, we didn't oh, wow. really, there, I had like two kids that I played Pokemon with and then the rest of them, like there's only seven more or whatever. So like, it didn't really matter. Yeah, like we had a we had a pretty good percentage wise contingent of the For class. The class, yeah. Um, and then I went to public high school, and everyone's like, "Oh, this kid is a weirdo," and uh, it, it got a little trickier after that. But that's hard. Freshman year is really hard, especially if you're going from like to a new school system. I'm sure that was yeah. rough. Yeah, I mean, it, it was whatever like i'm i'm fine i came out of it fine it's probably the most stressful time i've had in my life but that's not unique to me <laughs> like yeah high school's a nightmare for most people I feel a lot like. of yeah it's a nightmare for most people the only reason i asked you if you got like made fun of or anything was i remember when i was a kid i brought in cards a couple times and people like stole them from me on the playground and then i was um, i've got banned from bringing cards in Oh, yeah, no, I never, um, it was a pretty, we, we got along reasonably well for a small class of uh, nightmare children. 
That's such a small, I can only imagine if you don't like one person in your class, then it's like, that's. Yeah. And it's gotta be hard for that person too. But like, um, yeah, I, I just, that was the thing. Even in high school, I didn't go to that big a high school. Like my class was like 200 or so. It wasn't crazy big for okay. a public high school. Yeah. And so like, if someone didn't like you, you saw them all the time. All the time. Yeah. And that was my favorite thing about college was when I realized like, oh, if I don't like someone, I just don't have to see them ever again. That's like totally fine. It's very freeing once I, once I realized that I didn't have to try to make people who didn't like me like me. Yeah. And then I guess in college, you can also kind of like branch off into groups of people that have like similar interests and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because did you start playing, did you play Frisbee in college? Yeah, that was much, that was a senior year of college I started doing uh, Okay. That. Okay. Because I feel like there are people that get really into that and then that's just their thing. Like you have yeah. Frisbee in your car at all times. I've had so many things be my thing at a specific time of my life. That is, I think, the whole theme of this. I didn't even think about Frisbee as one of them, but it definitely was. That's funny, because when I messaged you, I was like, we're definitely going to talk about Frisbee. And then you told me Transformers, and I was like, I mean, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the timeline is insane, because it starts when I was a child. But, like, it's like Transformers, dinosaurs, uh, Pokemon, uh, sitcoms. I got really into sitcoms for a yeah. while in high school. That also was around the same time. I think I just like I was became obsessed with jokes overall because I also started watching stand up comedy all the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I loved like give me a laugh track sitcom all day, and I got wins. So, what it. was your go to sitcom growing up then? There were a lot, but um, I think the ones that I remember the most, like in terms of appointment watching, where they, I mean, it was also nice because they would be on when you got home from school. Yeah. They'd have an hour of reruns of this syndicated sitcom that used yeah. to exist. But the two that I remember the most were watching Spin City and okay. um, Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. Oh my God. How bad is it that I'm not familiar with either of these sitcoms? You don't know either one of those? Spin City is... Well, I think I've heard of Spin City. Spin City used to have Michael J. Fox on it and then yes. Charlie Sheen was the deputy mayor after him. It's a very good show. Um, and then... Two Guys a Girl at a Pete's Place, not as good, but it's the first real uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, vehicle. Okay. And were those just, did you just like those because they were accessible, like they were on when you got home from school or? That probably was a part of it, but also I think just they had good jokes in it, especially Spin yeah. City is very well written still. Yeah. Like I've, I've watched it uh, it was on, there's a show called, there's a network called Laugh TV that's like channel 950 Ooh, here. Okay. And uh, it, all it does is play old sitcoms and Spin City has an hour every day and, huh. or had had an hour every day for a little while and I would just watch it on my lunches. I kind of wish that networks now would play older sitcoms like that because I get really tired of watching reruns of Friends and the Big Bang Theory. Sure. You know what, I, um, it was a sitcom that I sort of watched when I was really into it, but that I've gone back and rewatched in its entirety is Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Uh, man, that show is great. Good show. Def that one, I remember growing up and that was on, like after school, that would be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, one day a week, we could stay up past eight o'clock 
to Ooh. watch a show and okay. we would watch on Tuesdays Home Improvement at nine o'clock. Okay. <laughs> that was a bit, Home Improvement was, I want to say like a big deal in the night, probably oh, like the nineties. Massive show. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. That like launched his career. I mean, I'm, I know he was famous prior to that, but that really like, I felt like launched his career into all that yeah. other stuff. All For the sure. Santa movies. It really, it, I mean, he was a very big stand-up before that, but that certainly took it to a different level when yeah. uh, after that show became a hit. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, we grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle. That was gotcha. the only one that we would watch regularly. Like we would force our family to sit down and watch. Sure. Uh, and my mom to this day thinks that the show, The Middle, which is, I think, no longer, uh, which is a, a sitcom about people in Indiana. She thinks that that's based on Malcolm in the Middle. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not, it's two different shows. It's not even the same actors. Frankie Muniz isn't on it. It's so different. <laughs> There was also the like occasional like one that was for people my own age. I, I think I watched a lot of shows that were meant for people older than me for a long time, but then I would also watch like Boy Meets World. Yeah, but I mean, Boy Meets World was I was a big thing. And I want to say that I get where you're coming from because I also used to fall asleep to reruns of Seinfeld. Oh man. Oh wow. I would fall asleep to, uh, so when I was 10, I broke my leg and had to be in traction for a few months. Oh, God. And then I was in traction for a month and then a body cast for a couple of months at my you house. You were in a body cast? Yeah. <laughs> like a full body cast? Yeah, from like my chest to my- Jesus. Uh, to, to my, it was my left leg, so it was all the way down to my left. Toe. Oh my God. Um, so I was like just bedridden for a couple of months and my parents got me a tiny TV. So when I was 10, all of a sudden I had a TV in my room and I would just fall asleep to Nick at night. And so I would like watch Taxi and I Love Lucy reruns as I fell asleep. And it's like such a weird thing for like a 13 year old to like have cultural knowledge of yes. and try to go. And also like kind of just, I feel like when you're 13, you think your own experiences are also everyone else's experiences. Yes. And so like, I would go into school and like reference I Love Lucy for people. And they're like, what are you about yeah 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 yeah. no I get I mean I think one Christmas my parents got me like a little baby DVD player that had a screen on it and I was like slowly hoarding all the seasons of Seinfeld and I'd fall asleep to it to the point that the discs started like getting scratched because I was watching them so much and then I would just like quote Seinfeld or, or something like that and people would be like what are you talking about they were watching Boy Meets World or like sure I don't know Guts yeah, or I, had, something. I had like some touch touch points with people that they understood, and then also others that would never resonate. And I had no idea how to tell which was which, so I just tried them all, and people thought I was a weirdo. Well, and I love Lucy especially feels like very. It's just like from another time. Yeah, I mean, Taxi is in color, but it's like a, a pretty downbeat. Uh, sitcom from the 70s or 80s like it's it's not something that in the year 2005 <laughs> like or I, before that even like 1995 like a 10 year old is watching yeah yeah especially a 10 year old who was only allowed to have a game boy as is like gaming device <laughs> as a child <laughs> are there any stories of kind of like something dumb you've done for any of these specific obsessions 
the um the thing that made me think of a transformers in the first place and this is again maybe not because i was obsessed but because i was a dumb kid but um when i was a kid and obsessed with transformers i like had a name for myself and like a transformer one and then also all of the people in my family were different transformers as well Ooh, okay and which is fine and everyone played along uh except that one day i got lost in the mall and the like security people found me and they kept asking me what my name was and I would only tell them what my transformer name was. And they're like, this isn't helpful. How old were you? I, I genuinely don't know. I was probably like- You were young. Yeah, probably. I was young. Oh my God. What would you remember like, your transformer's name? Um, Scoop, I think. I think I was a one that doesn't even exist in the show. And that's what's insane to me is that all these ones that I had, but it was like one that was a dump truck named Scoop that I just had <laughs> at my house. And I was like, yeah, that's me, dump truck. Oh my gosh. And did, what was the fallout? Like, did they eventually get your name or did your parents like find you or? I think that they eventually, in my head, I kind of remember one of the people basically rolling their eyes and going into the microphone. Like, is anyone missing a kid? He's, got, he's wearing a white shirt. Uh, but my parents say that they eventually realized that I was missing and they just went to the desk and I was there. Oh, that's good. That's so funny, though. <laughs> that's actually, that's hilarious. I can only imagine you just be like, I'm Scoop. Like, yep. that's me. They're I'm like, no, what's your name? Scoop. Scoop. Wow. I don't think I've ever done anything like that. I'm sure I've gotten lost at a mall before, but. Um, yeah. Do you remember your family's name names? I, I don't. I, I'm honestly not positive that it was Scoop. Me, it might be maybe it was be. yeah so do you still have any connection to any of these things like do you like have any uh like dinosaurs or transformer things in your home or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast andrew this... is wearing a dinosaur shirt yep i this is a total coincidence i did not plan this because I knew I was going to talk about dinosaurs, it just happened. Happened that way. I still think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Were you a fan of the Jurassic Park movies at all as a kid or no? Um, I I didn't watch Jurassic Park until way later than it came out. Okay. And uh, my my nephew who loves dinosaurs is obsessed with Jurassic Park, but I oh. didn't like scary stuff when I was a kid. I so I just I think stayed clear of everything I could that was potentially scary. Yeah, that's totally fair. I hated uh, the X-Files and whenever my mom would watch it and the music would come on, I would like cry at the top of the stairs. So <laughs> I get it. Scary stuff. Pass. Yeah. You're still into sitcoms though, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a different show than it was then, if only because people have gotten rid of a laugh track. People have like really decided that they don't need um, that it's a, it's a different yeah. genre now. Like Schitt's Creek is a great sitcom, but it's- It's is not it, shot the yeah. same way. Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time. They are half hour comedies and are, are very good, but I almost don't even call them sitcoms because they are like done so differently. Yeah, I don't think there's really like a true laugh track style sitcom that I can think of that's come out in the last few years. 
Yeah, I mean, like Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men existed, and they still try to make them. I like they still. I'm trying to still... think of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia shot like that, but I don't think it is. No, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I still like. I mean, I obviously still like comedies. I think that sure. I. Maybe I, I I just really like jokes has really been the long and short of most of my teenage and adult life is just like I got very obsessed with jokes and liked all the good ones. So did watching sitcoms do you think that fed into why you wanted to do stand-up then? P- possibly. I think that I liked making people laugh and okay. sort of figured out that uh, especially like when you're a kid you just ball up Simpsons references together and then like you just have a web of Simpsons references in your head that you can try to make people laugh with all the time because it was just such a funny show when I was in a, uh, I was a teenager and so like that sort of thing I got really into and then stand-up was just I, I hit stand-up pretty early as well when I was in traction for my leg my dad gave me uh stand-up comedy tapes to listen to while I was in the hospital because yeah. it was like all this hospital noise happening all the time and this was a much better thing to like fall asleep to yeah and so I would, uh, I, as a 10 year old, got into stand up uh, and thought it was very fun. I hope you weren't like listening to like Steve Carlin. As I mean, a 10 it was year old. Cosby, so I don't know if that's oh. better. Well, yes and no. Like, yeah, in, know, in, a, in a way, it's better, but because he wasn't doing super aggressive material. I do like that you called him Steve Carlin. Oh my God, I said it, I didn't even say the right name. I'm George. I was thinking of two people. Steve Carell. I don't even know. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get raked. Oh, Steve that. Martin. I bet it was Steve Martin yes. and George Carlin. Yeah, but Steve Martin was probably not doing. Gar- well, not. I mean, like as do- well, whatever. When you're ten, Cosby, especially when when you're ten in 1995, Cosby is the only one. He's the only yeah. person that you can give to a ten year old. Because he's like, like every tried movie. and true, pretty, nope. yeah. I downloaded several Cosby jokes when the when iTunes first came out. I remember I downloaded a bunch of Cosby stuff and then I downloaded a couple Adam Sandler comedy songs where he sang about like pooping or something. And my mom was like, what are you listening to? Yeah. Get rid I of like, that and keep the Cosby. Yeah, I listened to... I mean, I still listen to, if I'm by myself, now I'm married now, as you know, and have a wife who doesn't like listening to audio of just people talking, like she she needs something else. Okay. And so um, I don't listen to stand up at night anymore, but like even now, like she she is uh, out visiting her folks for the evening and like, I will put on stand up when I go to sleep tonight. Like, it's just a thing that I've done for the last I guess 25 years now is like every night I will put on stand up. Wow. Yeah. And who's your go? Do you have like go to performers now that you listen to or? Sure. Um, it's kind of what's in my phone now, but I have um, Josh Gondelman's last album is in there and yeah. his voice is very like soothing to listen to. So it works. It's a, it, I do think it works as a thing because like especially once you have heard something enough times you know mm-hmm. how it goes and so it becomes kind of this almost I think meditation like mantra yes to help go to sleep um Paul Tompkins is very good for that okay you need something without a ton of like really intense volume spikes and so like 
So not somebody that yells a lot. Or if they yell, they have to yell all the time. Because I, I also will listen to Kanane, who I feel like is always kind of shouting. Yes. But he like doesn't ever get super quiet and then loud again. So it works fine. I find it interesting that you listen to comedy to fall asleep. But I guess it's also... I mean, I listen to white, no not white noise, but I listen to like sitcoms to fall asleep. So it's almost sure. the same thing. Yeah. And I did that for a little while um, in my like early 20s. Yeah. I, I like, it was mostly, there's not a TV in my bedroom anymore is really what it was. I probably would still do that as well. I find that the King of Queens is great because I don't actually like it. It's just background noise. It was my only experience with 30 Rock was like falling asleep to 30 Rock for a long oh, time. Because yeah. I would go to bed at like midnight and it would be on at midnight. And uh, at, man, I watched it again and was like, man, this show is so good when I'm not falling asleep I'm during asleep. it. Asleep, yeah. Uh, so, the st so you started listening to albums young then, like comedy albums young. And yeah. is that, it sounds like it was kind of like a 50-50 split between that and sitcoms, what maybe spiked your interest in comedy. Sure, yeah. I, the main thing that spiked my interest was like very early in, this is su I think such a like specific phenomenon to my age group, but like there was for a, a, some period of time on Comedy Central, there was a Friday Night Stand-Up, which was like a marathon of stand-up half hours. They had this vault of really, really great stand-up half hours that they would just put on like over and over and over again yeah. on Friday nights. And I wasn't going anywhere. So I would just like for, yeah, for most of high school Friday nights, I would just be in my room with my tiny TV and just watch, watch, uh, watch whatever standard thing. And like they had Hedberg's half hour on there a lot. And, and like um, Greg Giraldo had a couple, like they, they had a great, great vault of like 90s comedians to choose from. And it was very inspiring to high school me. And when did you actually get into stand-up? So I, I saw, <laughs> the, the story is that um, I really was into it in high school. I watched okay. all these people. I watched like Mitch Hedberg and was like, oh man, this is so incredible. And I can never do that. Like, cause he just writes these tiny perfect jokes that I, I don't think I have that in me. And then I went to college my first year and within a week I saw uh, Dane Cook and saw Dane, oh. and he like destroyed. It was like just before uh, Retaliation came out. So it was like okay. almost peak Dane Cook. Yes. But I saw him perform to this, like the basketball arena at my school oh, and like wow. blow the roof off the place. It was like, that was also amazing. And I felt like I could do that. Like I, it was just like more personality driven and character based. And uh, I, I don't know why I thought I would try to win people over with energy, but it was, it certainly was the thing that made me feel like it was more accessible and that I could um, be myself and fu be funny. Yeah. And so I started uh, writing jokes. That was I, like that first week of college, I started like putting things in a word doc, just like, if I ever do this, this is what I will say. Okay. And uh, it was like nine months later that my dad found out that I had been writing and signed us up for an adult ed comedy course at the community college and so i we both took a summer course in oh, standard comedy that's so it's i it sounds it sounds precious yeah my dad's a good dad <laughs> does your dad do any jokes he has one bit and it is um 
so the the end of that, the final of that, of course, was that we had to do a show at that yep. Santa Fe. Um, no one else on the um, in the class did the show. It was only me that was willing to do it at the end. Uh, no one else even showed. My dad came because he knew that I was going to do it, but oh my had god, never, he had never intended on doing stand up himself. He just wanted me to do it, and um, also like thought it would be fun to hang out in that class. Okay, yeah, yeah. A, a class about jokes. My dad and I have very like similar senses of humor. Yeah. And so I think he thought it would be just a fun hang. But, uh, you know, I took a class at a stand up class with Rob Crean at Improv Boston. And I uh, think with a lot of those stand up classes, it ends up being that like half the class drops out and then like the show, the last show comes and nobody wants to perform except like sure, two or three yeah. people. I mean, then is there any better mark of a standard comedian though that right before the show they don't want to do it? <laughs> that's like, true. It's, um, that's true. But my dad's one bit, and it's like not even he needs to write other bits to be able to do this bit. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like an in between interlude joke, but oh, okay. But he. Um, talks it's like basically you have to picture him having done stand up for 20 minutes on stage already okay and then he uh he he's not wearing glasses uh but he uh he basically goes over to his drink and is like you know there's a little stand-up tip that uh you can write your jokes on the coaster on the napkin of the drink that you have on the stool and then you can take a drink and no one will even know that you're looking at your jokes he's like so if i do this thing where he goes take a drink and then I and he puts his glasses like reading glasses up and then takes them away. It's like yeah, no one, no one's the wiser. That's such. It sounds bad, but that's a dad. That's such a dad joke. Absolutely, yeah. It's like it's very my own dad, and it's like it's also kind of perfect because it's the it's like his one joke and he'll never be able to use it because he needs more jokes to be able to use that one. You should just buy it off of him and use it in your next album. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very audio joke, so it's perfect. It's interesting that uh, you guys both have similar senses of personality, and does he ever, like, talk about how he, did he ever want to do comedy, or or he just really did the class to kind of, like, hang out with you and get you to do it? I think he, yeah, my dad's main goal for me has been to find whatever I want to do and do it, like, make me do it, because I think he also suspected that I was too shy to do it if I didn't oh, have if you push. didn't do it on your own um even though he knew that I had been writing and like wanted to do it that first the first push is important mm-hmm. um so I yeah, just find I it funny that he just like if found did he just like find your word documents and he was like oh Andrew's I think I told jokes. him I probably told him because like we had we had talked about stand-up for years at that point like I yeah. had been and he had like he also listens to stand-up when he goes to sleep like yeah. that is a thing that he gave to me as a thing that he does but like he still does it now he has a disc man that he listens to he has a disc man oh um wow. yeah he does i think also he has a little ipod now that he listens to stuff on because some of them are too um cds still work i mean they sure do i have a dane cook cd somewhere I bet you it's, I think I, I may have given it away. I have a bunch of CDs and I think I have, I have a Dane Cook CD still, so I get it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I do. It's probably in my tower in my house, in my, in my childhood bedroom. 
Well, Andrew, we are uh, wrapping up here. Is there, I know I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but is there anything you want to promote? Did you want to talk about your album at all a little bit? Sure, I can talk about it. I was just going to say um, on the topic of my dad that he's told me, because he's, I mean, this is just my dad being a good, uh, probably the best dad, but he says that the only album you can't listen to are mine because he laughs too much, which is like- Oh, he says he very, laughs too, that's nice. Yeah, it's like the nicest thing in the world. It's very sweet dad stuff. Yeah, it's better than your dad being like, I can't listen to your album because your jokes suck, suck or something. You know, like it sounds like he yeah. genuinely likes your stuff. Oh, I mean, that's why I stuff. can't listen to it. I just not because I think they're bad, voice. but I just I just pick it apart if I if it's me. Yeah, that's fair. I think but that's like, what most comics do. Yeah. No, the, both my parents are super supportive and wonderful people, and it's the, a different experience than most stand-up comedians. Most comics, I would say, have, like, family that's not very supportive, or they're just not around. Yep. That, yeah. Those are the, usually the two uh, things that lead to a stand-up comedian, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, my the, the newest one is called Having a Nice Time. It came out... Uh, recorded it just before the like just before the buzzer for quarantine and yeah. being able to go outside and then released it in April and uh yeah it's my I think it's the thing I'm proudest of in terms of stuff that I've done and put out so and it's your second album right so yep uh first one came out in 2015 that one I like also uh although it was recorded in a time before Trump when we could laugh at certain things without uh, worrying about whether they existed or not. Like, there's a joke about the clan in it that I keep, like, before 2016, the clan were, like, pirates and that you just, like, laughed at this thing that didn't exist anymore as a white guy. You didn't have to worry about it. And uh, now it, it, now it, they're very real again. Yeah. They just they just made uh, white supremacy the number one, I don't know, like, death or threat organization. I don't know. Sure. You know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great way for me to end this podcast, guys, talking about white supremacy. Anyway, listen to the new one, and then if you really like it, listen to the old one and give me a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Well, your first album, it's called Nonsense, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, and that I, one, was that recorded at the old comedy studio? Yes, it was. And the new one is recorded at the new comedy studio? At the new one, yep. Very cool. Yeah, I stand by a lot of the bits on that first album. It's just that some of them, even for a thing that's only five years old, have aged a little bit weirdly. Yeah, in this day and age, I feel like that's going to be everything with cancel yeah. oh, culture. Sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you've been listening to another episode of The Gimme. You can find us on, well, you're listening to us, so I'm sure you found us somewhere. Please remember to rate, review, and back there. What? Just said, keep going back to, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'm keep doing it. Keep showing up to the same stream you've been showing up to. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the Gimme Pod, and have a good week. We'll see. Well, we won't see you next week because I don't see who my viewers are. I just know that they hear my voice. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, thank you. This was fun.